Greetings, dear listeners. You are in the right place for the Keeping It Real with Janine podcast. And of course, I'm Janine. Today's conversation is about a topic that I'm eager to know more about, nootropics. And we're going to go all over the place, I believe, because Mark and I have just had a wonderful conversation. So I'm very excited. We're just going to see where this all goes. Mark Effinger, did I pronounce, I didn't even know, did I pronounce your name No, properly? that's good. You, oh, you, you did it good. You must be a Northwest girl. <laughs> also known as Mr. Newts, we're going to have to find out what that's about, has had a lifelong passion for neuroscience. His direction in life was strongly influenced by the tragedy of losing his wife to a painkiller experience, which I'm so sorry about. Mark became determined to make a difference in the world. He founded Newtopia and now serves as the company's chief product officer. With the help of a dedicated team at BioOptimizers and Newtopia, Mark is on a mission to create high-performance, experiential nutritional supplements that can reverse the effects of addiction and disease. Through his tireless efforts, Mark hopes to address these human conditions as effectively and healthily as possible. I think healthily is a word. Hmm. Yeah, we, I like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can write our own script, right? <laughs> He's committed to making a positive impact on the world and improving the lives of others. Sounds really good to me. So let's learn more. Hi, Mark. How are you? Janine, so good to be here. And thank you so much for that wonderful intro. I hope I can hope I can live up to it. Well, from our our little conversation that we've had before we started the recording, I have every confidence that you can. You know, you are you actually hail from uh, from cognitive uh, royalty to a certain extent. Um, <laughs> as, as we were talking about a formal life of yours, and <laughs> one of my formal lives. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, um, and it's funny because. Uh, with the uh, with the Holosync, my girlfriend actually uh, started the program, and then she kept passing it on to me, and so I never paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I would if Bill, if I'm going to tell Bill's spirit right now that you uh you <laughs> you're freeloading. <laughs> Yeah, I remember the look on his face when I told him that. That was it was pretty funny. <clears throat> and and he used to I remember just kind of a funny thing that we've been talking uh at the retreats. I used to love the retreats and I was, you know, kind of part of the staff and but I could never meditate sitting up because my head and even when I years before when I did TM, my head would always snap forward. Yep. You know, so I so I would <laughs> And he was very big on everybody sitting up and sitting up straight with their headphones on at the retreats. And I'd be in the back on the floor. And he used to get so mad at me because people would say, well, Bill's wife's on the floor. You know, let's go. Let's go lie on the floor. <laughs> and half the group would be all over on the floor. And he really wanted people sitting up. <laughs> anyway, no, it, it it made it. Um, in fact, it's so funny. I still I use a. um I would say it's probably a third or fourth generation tool called Paziz hmm. as my power nap device, which is a binaural audio power nap, a guided and unguided um, power nap tool um, developed by um, by a soldier, a former soldier in the, uh, the British military who um, he was in special forces. So they'd never had, you know, never had programmed times that they could sleep. They had to be on alert all the time. Hmm, okay. And so 
um, kind of like um, biphasic sleep, you know, where you might take half an hour every two hours and and try to get a, a sleep cycle in. This was uh, very similar, but I use it as a as a reboot for my system. Um, with using, uh, I learned TM when I was eight years old. Oh wow! By an incredible, incredible uh, TM teacher, and so I still use the the breathing heart sync method mm-hmm. of TM. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't use the mantra, mm-hmm. but I use that with um, with binaural audio as a way to get me into state and to optimize my um, memory consolidation, some of the other tools that it's good for, and also lowering cortisol and all the good stuff. That oh, interesting. Can... So what was the name of that again? Piz... Called Piziz, P-Z-I-Z-Z.com. P-Z-I-Z-Z.com. Yep, P-Z-I-Z-Z.com. I'm not a shill for the company. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just have been using it since 2004 when it was a hardware device. Now it, it's an app on your phone, but it's really a brilliantly made, beautiful application I think it's about a $50 a year subscription or something like that. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But it, it is absolutely worth every penny to me as um, it has a, it has a sleep node, a power nap mode and a focus mode. And, and then it has about, I don't know, maybe 60 or 70 different um, background um, pieces to it as well. So you can do a wind or you can do a, a rainfall or you can do an ocean or you can do a forest. Um, but but I'm going to have to check this out. I'm going to have to check this yeah. out because I use a babbling brook and yes. to sleep and, and I have sleep issues. And during the day when I take my nap, I usually do it on my PEMF mat. And <laughs> I, it usually that relaxes me so much that I usually fall asleep. So uh, I'm definitely going to check this out. Thank you. Wow. Well, then would you mind then if I sent you, we have a, we have a new product I've been working on for years uh, now since uh, 2015. Um, one, uh, I have a sublingual spray called dream optimizer, which mm. is a micro micro dose of melatonin with, mm-hmm. um, with California poppy seed extract, some five HTP and some, uh, an element called P5P, which is a mm-hmm. very bioavailable form of B6 mm-hmm. and then a methylation, um, element, but it, it um, that's wow. for dreams. And I have another one called sleep breakthrough, which is a non melatonin based, um, sleep inducer. It's a drink. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a powder, powder drink mix. And then we have, um, one of the world's best multi, uh, multi magnesiums called magnesium breakthrough. It's seven different I magnesium. Have, I have points. been taking that for two years. And oh, the fantastic. last time I ordered, I accidentally ordered it twice. So I have, you, I've <laughs> still got like over a dozen bottles and, um, I just recently started seeing, uh, a naturopath who, cause I, I have had restless legs since the seventies and I've had to take drugs for it all, ever since. And oh, he wow. thinks he can get me off the drugs by, by really, um, I mean, I'm taking huge amounts of, of the magnesium breakthrough. I also take L-threonine and then I have Remag and, um, and I have Calm. Um, so I, I use, I use lots of different, different magnesiums. But it's funny when you ask me if you could send me, I, I consider this vehicle that I'm in, in this incarnation, this is my palette. This is my, uh, uh, how shall I Your say? Canvas? My canvas. Yes. This is, this is the big experiment. So anything that, that makes sense to me, I, I will try because if it works for me, because a lot of things that work for other people don't seem to work for me. So if, it, you know, things seem to work like for maybe two weeks and then it yeah. sort of, sort of fizzles out. So yeah, well, I'm, just, I'm willing to try anything. 
pretty much. I, I've I've had a few dozen clients. I've been able to help them um, get off their RLS um, medications as a result. And again, I'm not a medical professional. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not a medical professional. Mm-hmm. I, I just play one on podcasts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, is uh, but um, but uh, uh, most of it for in these in these specific cases. Um, many of them were a byproduct of them taking vasoconstrictive medications, especially Adderall oh. um, and, mm. and causing. So stims like that can often cause um, RLS as a result of vasoconstriction, which causes eventually will cause pulsing in the legs, which becomes RLS. If, you know, it's mm-hmm. kind of diagnosed as RLS. So restless leg syndrome for for those that are listening audience. <clears throat> right. Well, I but, I did work with a, a a functional medicine doctor who thought, and I I don't know if which came first, but during the seventies I had to have a tetanus shot, and she I I don't know if it was before the restless leg started, but um her her hypothesis was that that it, that might have been what precipitated oh, yeah. it. Um, so. You know, if you add, if you try adding, um, try adding, um, basically five, um, uh, get magnesium glyce, uh, I'm sorry, magnesium gluconate, gluconate, okay. um, magnesium gluconate, mm-hmm. which is a, a, again, a very inexpensive over the counter, probably pay six to 10 bucks for a, a bottle of 120 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, get off the shelf, uh, and just take five of those or they're going to be about, um, between five, they were going to probably be 500 milligrams a piece, but they're only going to have about 75 to hundred milligrams of elemental, um, potassium each. But when you add that to the mag, it is an incredible, um, the, the potentiation that happens as a result of that and how it works with vasodilation constriction and the cycles, the muscular cycles that occur mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be, it can be a game changer for our RLS. So. Wow. Oh, I love this. I, I, so was it, did you say it was magnesium gluconate or potassium? A potassium gluconate. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So take that with your mag. <clears throat> so take mm-hmm. your mag, you know, take two or three mags or whatever you mm-hmm. start out the night with mm-hmm. and that, and then, and I don't know. And you said you have some sleep issues as well, and maybe you wake up um, three o'clock in the morning or yep. four in the morning, or don't mm-hmm, sleep. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have? How's your sleep onset? Like the time it takes you to go to sleep once your head hits the pillow. Um, actually, <laughs> what I use, I I have a cold laser, and if I'm having trouble falling asleep, not because of physical things, but you know my mind, I will laser yeah. my temples, my forehead, and my occiput, and that will usually let me fall asleep. I can I can feel my like the no thoughts. It's like yep. I just feel really clear. There's nothing in my mind, and then I know I'll fall asleep. Oh, that's so great. Um, the par- you know getting the parasympathetic system stimulated to the point where where you're no longer having either fight or flight, or like you and I both have an active mind. And mm-hmm. which will have a tendency to, to, especially when we get relaxed, it'll start racing on the next big idea or the next solution or the next, you know, problem solving 24 seven. Right. Yeah. I have to keep, yeah. uh, I have to keep a pencil and I've got, I use the four by four sticky notes um, so I can yep. write things down because that way I can, <laughs> otherwise I'm, you know, it's the only way to let go of it is write it down. And sometimes it's so hard. It's like, cause I've got to turn the light on. I'm like, Oh, I just want to go yeah. to sleep. All right. No, I call do it. Go write it down, write it down and you can let it go. I once, I I once was teaching um, some of that and I realized I called them mind monsters and, um, and how small mind monsters become once you write them down. 
because they they occupy every inch of your cranial space until you write them down and then you can write them down it gives you the security that you're not going to forget it mm -hmm. and then they go on the wall or they go on the whiteboard i've got a glass two glass whiteboards up in my office here and so i'll put them on there and then they become you know a reference piece later on and it's so funny because they're huge massive problems when they're floating in my mind at 2 a.m but they're nothing <laughs> when they're on the whiteboard the next morning <laughs> oh wow Oh my goodness. Okay. So Mark, give, give us a yes. little background about who you are and, and like, like what, what you're, what you're doing, how you started with this, the whole idea of this nootropics. And I mean, I hadn't even, when, when did the, that term nootropics or neutro that, when did that start to kind of come 19, into summer? So t there's two, two, uh, not conflicting, but two, um, articles that reference it, but basically 1969 and 1972, um, by a, a doctor talking about cognitive performance um, and finding these amino acids, the first one being pyroglutamic acid, mm -hmm. which then became paracetam. So pyroglutamic acid is, mm. is like the mother of all nootropics. And, um, and it's a naturally occurring uh, uh, amino acid. And so that's kind of how it happened back then. And it was really kind of a reference point. They were using it in as many of the cognitive performance um, uh, you know, medications or pharma, pharma solutions come from, they come from Russia. Um, ah, the okay. Mm. So there's a lot of, of Russian development <clears throat> in anything that, that helps them perform is, is really big. So it's kind of how it started. And then it kind of went away outside of, there's a, there's a couple that were very popular in the, uh, in the late seventies through the kind of early mid nineties called Dirk Pearson and Sandy Shaw. And they're the, mm. the founders of life extension, mm, um, mm -hmm. okay. life extension, yep. uh, .org. And, and so they, so they founded that and they were basically working on that specific issue is life extension. And of course, one of those is, uh, we, you know, you and I would talk about health span about the, the length of, you know, it's not about being, um, you know, in, in your case in, in seventies, my case is sixties. And it's not in the case of being old. It's about, about how healthy are you and how, you know, is your, is your brain still firing well? Yeah, and are right. your limbs still working? Mm -hmm. You know, those kinds of things. Right. Those characteristics. And how do you feel, right? Exactly. I mean, feel. otherwise, what's the point? You know? Right. And oh, always, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I always it's, thought it's, it was, was funny. Bill wanted to live to be 120. And I was like, oh, my God, no way. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm well, yes, sorry to he, say he, he didn't make it, but. <clears throat> right, right. Yeah, yeah. And and Dave Asprey, you know, talks about yep. 180 and mm -hmm. and. Um, I was just on a podcast this week where the a, a phenomenal doctor, he believes that 120 is kind of like the, the early stage. We should be able to go 150 to 160. Mm -hmm. And there is some, mm -hmm. there is some logic to that when it comes to whether it's organ replacement or some of the, you know, some of the cool technologies that are coming out. But at the same time, if you look at the, like the, one of the oldest women in the world, she was 103. Um, this is about 10 years ago. Um, in Britain, and they they pointed the camera at her, and she goes, "Get me out of here! This is hell! I, you know, I I gotta have somebody wipe my ass. I, you know, I I gotta have somebody feed me. This is not fun. Um, you know, and yes. and I I think that that's more. I would rather. What was it? I think it was Keith Richards said. You know, uh, you know, like die young with a beautiful corpse or something. And to a certain extent, you know, that's Keith Richards, right? Yeah. Um, uh, but, but there's a certain, there's a certain thing around that, which is, 
I don't care if I live to be 80 or 100 or 120 or whatever. I just want to be able to make a meaningful impact on the world. And I yes. want to, I want to, I don't want my kids to be sitting out there going, oh my God, that, you know, dad is just a, you know, I don't want him to be talking loud to me because I'm like a foreign cab driver, you know, <laughs> take a left at Jefferson. You know? <laughs> I don't think that sounds like fun. No, I agree. And, and, you know, everyone that, and I've had, I recently had someone on and, and I'm going to have on again, uh, talking about their near death experience, but all the research that I've done on near death experiences, nobody wants to come back. Right. They're very <laughs> yeah, happy. Yeah. Whatever's on the, whatever's <clears throat> beyond the veil is a lot prettier than what we're dealing with right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't have the aches and pains and you, you're, you know, the stress. And my understanding is that there's this incredible sense feeling of just true, pure love. Yes. And uh, yeah, I mean, I've had a great life. It's very, been very adventurous, lots of different experiences. And I I would be happy, especially with all the, excuse me, the bullshit that's going on in the world right now. <clears throat> yeah. I would be very happy. To, I could help from the other side. You know, I <laughs> right, right. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of opportunity for guiding lights. I don't know if there's a if there's a line uh, you know, in the in the employment line for that, but <laughs> but I'm sign me up. You know, it, it's funny you you say that. My dad told there were two things my dad told me in 2000 we we were having. My dad passed away about 3 years ago. Oh, and sorry. incredible man, incredible mm. man. He was a Trappist monk when he was young. Oh my goodness. From 15 to 18. He lived in a monastery, a, a, a Trappist monastery, which is a, a Catholic, you know, extension mm -hmm. of the Catholic faith. And so he didn't speak. He sang Gregorian chants in Latin, which he used to do uh, on Sunday breakfast. Uh, oh, beautiful. Gregorian chants making bacon and eggs for his kids. Oh, wow. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. Yeah, it was great. But he said, he said two things. He goes, son, and my dad, my dad um, went from being blue collar all the way through until I was, um, I had sold my first company when my dad got his first significant success, he had a little success before that, but nothing, you know, nothing that, that you could scream about, but, uh -huh. um, but then he bought, he, he bought into a company that my, that my uncle had owned his brother and my dad made it very successful. And uh -huh. so he, he retired three years later and, um, and I, and he, so he was maybe 58 or 60 years old when he retired. And he started playing a lot of tennis, a lot of gin rummy and a lot of bridge and a lot of golf, <laughs> right? And, and eventually pickleball and, you know, all the things, that, right? And, and he goes, I said, so I said, so dad, come on, you know, I, we, I cornered him and I said, what's the secret to life? And he goes, okay, here's two things, man. I said, do you, do you have any regrets is the way I phrased it? And he goes, yeah, I have two regrets. He goes, one is I let your mother divorce me back in 1971. He goes, mm -hmm. um, and, and even though I, I have an incredible stepmother, um, his, his second wife, mm -hmm. um, my my mother and he had a very special and you know i'm one of six kids oh, in a wow. catholic family mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. um, and so uh so and and he was just he's such a great dad and my mother is such a great mother she was incredible and so he said one is i let your mother divorce me he goes i never should have let that happen and my my parents never fought they just you know they had a disagreement about about raising one of my, one of the children and they they couldn't come to a conclusion on that and that was the catalyst for their separation but the other thing he said was, he goes, never quit having a purpose. He goes, work mm, is a, mm -hmm. you know, and especially the kind of work that you do. And, and at that point I was doing um, interesting work as well. And he said, he said, when you're impacting the world, you just, 
that is more important. It's more important to get up and to serve that cause than it is to go play another round of golf. He goes, eventually it's the same conversations with the same people over the same whiskey. And he goes, it's just not, not as fulfilling as, as other things. So it's great. And then the last 10 years of my dad's mm-hmm. life, when you would go out with him, I would, I'd take him to dinner or something. And my, my company was growing. And I was starting to finally, you know, finally feel like I was getting his attention in terms of my own, you know, you, you look at your parents, you go, gosh, I, I hope someday I can make them, you know, proud, proud. Mm-hmm. And you don't realize that they're proud of you from the time you you're about, you know, three steps into <laughs> your first walking experience. <laughs> yeah. For our problem there is, 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 um, you know, it's, it's that, that thing, that, that event, that, that kind of, um, uh, you know, and he, and he said, we're having, we're having incredible stakes down the street from my office at that time on main street in Vancouver, Washington, not far from where you were living in, back uh-huh. in the day. Yep. And, and he said, you know, Mark, um, for the last few years, I've been fine. If, if, if the good Lord wants to, you know, my dad, right. If the good uh-huh. Lord wants to take me tomorrow, I'm, I'm good with it. I've, I think I've done, I think I've done a lot. Um, I think I've, I've, you know, I've got six great kids. Um, I've, I've contributed to as many things as I, as I possibly can. And, and he goes, I'm okay. If, if, uh, you know, today is my last day, if, if over stakes, we decide that the cholesterol buildup is too much for me, I'm fine with that. And I, and I think that's a great place for us to play, right? Absolutely. That's where I'm at. Mm -hmm. But you know, the world is in trouble. Thank goodness more and more people are waking up. I don't know if it's fast enough or what. I I often wonder, and I I hear a lot of people saying this, you know, how come, how come I knew a lot of what was going on right in the beginning? You know, how come I chose not to get the jab? How come I knew things weren't making sense? Why did, why did I come to that conclusion? Why didn't, you know, how how am I different from other, you know, other people who didn't get it? (laughs) But I do have some friends who said uh, you were right all along. And uh, this one friend, she just recently messaged me and said that. And I said, well, there's hope for humanity because she was really on the the whole bandwagon of, you know, everything was on the up and up and, uh, and I couldn't get through to her and she thought I was nuts, but now she realizes that I was right. So and uh, there are a couple of others here and there, so maybe maybe there is hope. <laughs> yes, I'm I'm thinking of a doctor that um, I watch. She's out of the UK, a former nurse, I should say, and who who does really wonderful um, analysis of the um, the ongoing uh, uh, you know COVID issues. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he's so clear and so clean, and they haven't you know they haven't deplatformed him so that's a dr john campbell is his name oh yes john campbell i love john campbell i love i really love mike Aiden. i yep. I, I just i really uh wow i i so honor i so honor these people who have been willing to speak up and and willing to change their minds about things as they've gotten more oh, information he is so good because he was you know pushing the jab at one yes, point. Yes, he was. And then and then not not too long ago he goes, "You know what? I was wrong. Um here's the research and uh it's it's been really I, and again, he's one of those guys that you ju- you know he 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 doesn't push one way or another. He what he does is he says, "Here's what the research says. Here's what science says and and I you know, I, I just want to make sure that people get the information." I love, love his, love his thinking, love his Yes, heart. I do too. <clears throat> well, the information's out there. You just have to want to 
read it, look at it, watch yeah. it. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of the problem is a lot of people just, they don't want to know. They want to stick their head in the sand, but boy, we're getting to the point with world events where, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't want to be chipped. I don't want a uh, digital ID and to be tracked and told what I can do and what I can't do. <clears throat> Frankly, I'd rather exit stage left than do that, but that's me. <clears throat> No, I'm with you on that completely. Yes, agreed. So, okay, Mark, so, back to what's what does nootropics? <laughs> what, I know. This is great. I is that a, where the hell are we? I'm having fun. Um, <laughs> That's all that counts. So, what is nootropics? What does it mean? What's the definition? So it's it's essentially you know brain enhancement or brain um uh, uh, mind brain uh I, I'm trying to think but essentially they're cognitive performance enhancers. So basically anything that goes inside the blood brain barrier, my definition is a consider that that's kind of the OS, right? The OS is nootropics are brain enhancers, but there's a, a a level above that, I think, which is things that help create that both assist cognitive performance, but also do a thing called neurogenesis or the creation and enhancement of new brain cells. Ah, okay. Because mm-hmm. I think I think really in the end, what we want to do is we want to prune neurons and dendrites that are failing, and uh, just like we want to we want to prune, um, we don't want to have zombie cells roaming around our body that are you know a byproduct of us killing our mitochondria. Mm-hmm. We want to have we want to have clean, fresh. And you you were just you were talking earlier about this detox that you're doing right now, mm-hmm. and um, that's exactly it, right? Mm-hmm. And so. In the same way, what we want to do is we want to be able to have the the cognitive performance we had when we were, you know, 20 years old or, or 25 years old when we were at our peak. We don't, we want to have that. We also want to potentially be able to get us to a point where our decision-making power, which is really, I you know, we, we talk about IQ or other factors, those can be really valuable. But the intuitive value, the intuitive power that we have is, I think, even more valuable than just our pure, you know, our, our pure rational cognitive horsepower. That's a, our oh, ability it's, to... that's way more important. That sorry to yes. interrupt, but that is way more important because that is really our connection to who we really are, to our heart, to our soul, to yes. creator universe. You know, um, I always say never make decisions with your mind because your mind can justify anything. Right. So, so our into our intuition, our, our deep feeling of what's right and wrong, you know, that's, we want to hone that, trust it. Yes. I I couldn't have said it better. We, you and I both spoke about um, earlier, earlier in this, before the podcast, (laughs) the podcast, before the podcast, uh, Janine and I had an incredible dialogue regarding hypothyroidism or thyroid dysfunction. Yes. And um, we've both, uh, we both, uh, discovered our own thyroid deficiencies and um, how to bolster them. And it's a, it's a, a key element in your cognitive performance, your life performance, your happiness, um, your mood, your energy, mm-hmm. all of these factors. Cause it's a, it's a master hormone in our bodies. Right. And years ago I was a, a white rat during the mid eighties for a drug an emerging drug at the time that they were still doing white rat studies on. Um, and I was a white rat while I was in the military mm-hmm. for a drug called Accutane, which is a cystic acne drug. And right. it's, um, I remember it's it. Carcinogen. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, and it does work, but 
Um, I don't know if you want to write the check for that. It's a pretty heavy price that you end up paying for it. Mm. And in my ca- case, um, uh, so I was a, I was a pretty high performance athlete. I was um, training in the bodybuilding realm while I was also um, a runner and a, and a hardcore bicyclist. And then I was also um, Canyon carving motorcycles at the same time and climbing wow. Yosemite. Mm-hmm. So so I'm so I'm I'm centered in Central California and I'm traveling to the Presidio in San Francisco every other week um to go take a blood saliva urine and and uh hair tests to um to see how I'm doing with this drug that they're giving me. And because I'm I'm uh, at that point I was about two fifteen and about uh 10%, eight eight to twelve percent body fat. Mm-hmm. Um they were giving me mega doses of this drug. Jeez. Oh, and so, so ten years. So ten years later, I'm in my uh, I'm in my office, and I I've been just kind of in a in a literally a coma for the for the last three or four hours. I walk into my wife's office, um, who is doing administration for me. I said, "Honey, I I'm a little confused. I I've been sitting in front of the monitor for the last few hours. I don't know what client I'm working with." I don't know what project I'm working on. I don't even know what day it is. I think I'm losing my mind. Wow. And thankfully, she had a, <clears throat> right? You know that, you, mm. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but it is, yeah. It not is to that, not to that extent, but yeah, I, I okay. get the gist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I had been, I'd been having to take an hour nap every afternoon. I was, I was going to bed early and waking up late and I was just, I, I never felt like it was fully awake. I I had a literally, I, I know what a foggy head can feel like, but this is literally a San Francisco bred fog between me mm. and any of my projects or goals. And it was killing me. And my, my sense of humor was, was declining. My energy was gone. I couldn't even, I didn't feel like exercising or training and, it, and, uh, and that was very unnatural for me. Mm-hmm. So, so we took a walk around the block and, and, um, and, and she said, you know what, you need some time off. And we found a bed and breakfast that was uh, about 20 minutes north of us in La Center, Washington. And we didn't know anything about it except that an old employer of hers, um, uh, dad owned it, the mm-hmm. dad of this employer. And so I went up there, the guy, this, this really fit 75-year-old gentleman greets me at the door and, or at the, at the, uh, in the, uh, in the, the door on the outside of his house and he says he says hi welcome mark so glad to see you um uh and he goes and he looks at me in the eye and he asked me you know the typical 20 questions the guy's really great and um <laughs> he goes gosh you know your hands a little clammy for a you know such a beautiful day and and your eyes are a little red uh, bloodshot are you are you drinking these days or what's your gig and, and you know he asked me a bunch more questions and and we're just like heading in we're in the courtyard heading into the home and he says you know what he goes, I suspect you might be hypothyroid. He goes, I'm, you know, mm. no guarantees. He goes, but let's do a basal metabolic test, which means let's take your temperature every morning mm. before you, you know, you, you, before you even get up to pee, let's take your temperature and, and find out what your, what your base, you know, body temperature yep. is before mm-hmm. you energize. And, um, and we'll use that as the basis and let's just do that. And he goes, and come on in and meet. And it, he was a, he was an MD, an ENT, ear, nose, and throat doctor, mm-hmm. very well respected uh, nationwide. He was also a member of the Orthomolecular Society, which is a mm-hmm. society of of uh, physicians and naturopaths who 
who are looking for bleeding edge technology, kind of a, a TED talk for medicine, so to mm-hmm, speak, before mm-hmm. TED Med became something. And he was also an ND because he had experienced during his residency what it's like to work with people that are medicated, heavily medicated. And he 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 didn't he saw that that traditional medicine was not the route that was going to get people to what he felt a resolution of their condition. He felt that it was masking the condition. And so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so he got me, he did, he did EWAT with me exercise with oxygen therapy where, mm. where you, you, you know, do a treadmill or, or a stationary bike and you breathe pure oxygen for a period of time. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and what happened is I'm on a treadmill for 30 minutes, breathing 10 liters of oxygen a minute. And, and, um, and suddenly a sore opened up in my lat um, just under my oh, arm. Wow. It was the size of a silver dollar weeping clear fluid. And oh. so he sampled it and took it to the lab. And it was, it was over 80% pure Accutane. <gasps> a oh my god! decade after I had been off the drug and I had been doing what they call the hood to coast every year, the, the, from Mount hood to the coast of Oregon every year, 179 mm-hmm. mile relay, I had been doing century bike rides. I'd been doing biathlon events. I had been weightlifting. I even lived in a gym for a period of time <laughs> and yet, right. And, and, you know, literally, and, uh, this one, this one, women wear their thong outside of the leotard and uh-huh. they were, um, <laughs> and Jane Fonda was our icon. Oh yes. Um, I remember. Right. It was great yep. stuff. And so, so even with all of that, that thing that, you know, I'm wow. sweating every day, hardcore. And even with all of that natural detox, I was not able to get rid of, of this, this drug that I'd been taking for just six months. I've been taking that drug and yet it had been embedded in my muscle fibers for a decade after. And, and so that was kind of the wake up call was holy shit. Wow. I do something. He got me on a uh, desiccated thyroid from New Zealand. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. So that was yep. first, first he got me on armor thyroid and then he got me on this desiccated thyroid from, from after armor sold to companies and they kept downgrading the product. Um, and then there was Westroid. I went on as well out of, out of uh, Colorado, which was a, a natural desiccated thyroid as well from pork porcine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then he got me on an, on a New Zealand, um, uh, you know, bovine thyroid. And, and it suddenly six months into that thyroid, my life was so profoundly 180 degrees in terms of my happiness, my joy, my performance, my sexual performance, my love for my wife, my ability to actually have a great relationship with my wife, um, my ability to perform work, my energy levels, my vitality, my spirituality, all of it just elevated to levels that I hadn't had since I was very young and even more so to a certain extent. And that was a, a huge epiphany for me wow. that said, holy crap. It was, it was Steve Martin. If you, if you remember the jerk, with yes. Steve Martin, <laughs> and, and, right. So he discovers he's, he's got no rhythm. He's on the front porch with his, his family. He's a, you know, he was born a poor black child. And, um, and so, and so, um, he's, he has no rhythm for, yep. for black blues, right. Southern mm-hmm. blues. But, um, but when he hears this kind of classical music coming out, um, he suddenly has rhythm and he discovers rhythm. He goes, if this is out there, what else is out there? And I felt the same way. Like, holy crap, if thyroid, this one thyroid, if this one component, this one hormone can make such a profound difference in me, what else is out there? And mm-hmm. that led me on this journey of going, holy crap. And then I heard a radio show uh, uh, in, in Portland, out of Oregon City, 
where a guy was talking about a thing called huperzine A, which is an acetylcholinesterase inhibitor, which basically it blocks the enzyme that breaks down acetylcholine, which is a the, one of the primary neurotransmitters for recall and memory and clarity and mm -hmm. thinking. Mm -hmm. And so I went up, I was, at, I was dropping somebody off at the Portland airport at the time. I went to a phone booth and I called him and I said, it was a call-in show, right? Mm -hmm. And I said, Hey, where are you? And he goes, oh, I'm in Oregon City. I'm going, oh my God, I'm going to drive up and meet you. And, you know, I drove up and, and I did a deal with him to, to learn the ropes. He was a biochemist out of university of Oregon. Uh -huh. And so, so all of these, you know, these, these synchronous events, mm -hmm. synchronicity occurs and, and just led me into this um, working with people on cognitive performance technologies. Well, at the same time, I'm, I'm distracted by this new thing called the internet. I got super excited about that. And <laughs> I built an e-commerce technology company. I built an electric car company. Um, I built a, 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 a technology company that, that made very large documents into small documents so they could be transferred over the web, mm -hmm. very much like the, the TV show, Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, and then I built an incubator in Southern California. And then, during that period, my wife and I were having kids. We had three children, um, all natural births at our home. Mm -hmm. And the last one was born in front of um, in front of the fireplace. And my wow. wife having narrow hips. Um, mm -hmm. And we had a big baby, uh, Livy, who who is one of my one of my key people in my company today. Um, oh, nice. She tore. My wife tore. They handed me snips. This is what happens when you're doing a home birth. They handed me snips and said, "You want to perform an, an episiotomy?" And I said, "You know what?" I like my wife's vagina just as it is. And uh, so, so I said, no, no, no. And, and my wife said, no, 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 we don't want to do that again. And so she just grabbed my hand, crushed it and said, you're getting cut. <laughs> and uh, so, <laughs> so <laughs> the baby finally crowned and we were okay. And, and, um, but the midwife, this is before the Sackler family had kind of taken over the, mm. the drug trade, the, mm -hmm. the painkiller trade at the time. Um, they handed my wife two, four oxycodone or oxycontin, oh. and and she absolutely fell in love with it. It became her muse, mm -hmm. and for a decade, she um, she went deep down the rabbit hole of being addicted to this painkiller. And finally, a decade later, from we had that baby in two thousand eight or in, in, in uh, nineteen ninety eight, and in two thousand eight, my wife um, decided that uh, she could no longer dull the pain, so she committed suicide on. Oh on oxycodone, oxycontin, uh, methadone and alcohol. So, Oh, I'm sorry. That really yeah. Sucks. Sad day. Yeah. Sad day. So that, um, I had, I had just worked with a guy named, um, David McGinnis in, uh, in Bellingham, Washington, actually in Ferndale, Washington. Um, mm -hmm. he had built a company called PR web and we had, we had sold the company and he, uh, took a picture of a home up in Ferndale, which is right on the border. You probably went through mm -hmm. it. Um, and numerous times going to Vancouver, BC and white rock. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, so um, we picked up a house there that overlooked the ocean. And he said, you need to reboot your life. Um, and I, so I spent the next four years building nootropic stacks, um, trying to figure out a way to get people off of addicted, addictive drugs and um, help them to get their head clear so they could make better decisions and maybe get through these events instead of deciding to pull the trigger on their, on themselves. Mm -hmm. So. That's how wow. it started. You are to be commended. That's... I'm lucky. I'm fortunate. Yep. I survived. Yes, yes. And I would say that that is a spectacular example of making lemonade out of lemons. Well, the lemons were the only things that would that would uh, 
that would cut the bitterness of our first formulas. <laughs> they were, it, it, so I, I did, I did 3000 prototypes uh, where I would take, um, I owned a software company with the founder of century 21 real estate at the time. Uh-huh. And it was, it was brainstorming software called idea Fisher. In fact, I have a copy in front of me. Um, Marsh uh-huh. Fisher and I built this software idea Fisher, and then we built a product called thought office and it became the most popular brainstorming software in the world. Huh. Drew Carey used it to write comedy and, and write his book and, um, a number of uh, hundreds of, of pastors throughout the United States used it as well to write sermons and, mm-hmm. and a bunch of uh, a, a tons of companies like Nike and, and Microsoft and Apple used it to write, to do branding and write, um, uh, write ads and those kinds of things. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. very popular. And, and so I had a number of customers that I could call up and say, Hey, I'm going to send you a blank test tube full of, of non-distinct powder. That's going to taste like crap. <laughs> Please take it and tell me how it makes you feel. <laughs> you have to be pretty trustworthy to yeah. get people to do that. I, I had it was so funny because I had gone into their their businesses, IBM and Microsoft and Apple, and I had taught them brainstorming to their executive ranks. And so as a result, I had built some great relationships as mm-hmm. as one is to do when you when you get a chance to meet really, really smart people. Mm-hmm. Um, and these people, they were so great. And they just said, man. I, I trust you I, that you're not going to kill me. Um, and I built an <laughs> online form and and they would fill out the form and tell me how they felt or, you know, where they puked, whatever the, the end result was. That was. <laughs> but it was so, I was so great because they would say, Hey, this really made me feel good for two hours. Then I crashed or this made me feel good. Um, but then I felt like, you know, crappy or that, or this made me feel good and th- made me feel better the next day. I like, I performed uh-huh. better the next day. And collecting all of this data, and then and then I eventually built this form that said, what's your age, weight, sex, what what foods do you eat, how often do you eat, what diet are you on, um, how much coffee you drink, or you know, do you do five hour energy or you know, or or, or you know, Red Bull or, mm-hmm. or any of those things? And then and then what are your goals in life and how uh, what are the big blockages to those goals? Which was the big wake-up call for me is that regardless of the health or condition or age is that people had unspoken goals that they wanted to accomplish, but there were, you know, there were barriers or blocks to that, that some were emotional, some were health, some were cognitive, some were, you know, the, and, and so what it gave me was a, we talked about having a canvas or a platform mm-hmm. for your, you know, for your, for kind of crafting your own story or crafting and painting the picture that you're, that is your life. Mm-hmm. Once I had enough of those together and I started customizing these, these blends of different um, neurochemical precursors is when I started customizing them for those factors, their age, weight, sex, you know, um, I, you know, the, the different eating habits, the diets they were on, the, the workout schedules, all of those things, when they woke up in the morning, when they like to go to bed at night, um, those things. But more importantly, those things with a this factor, this overlay, this operating system called, here's what I want to accomplish in life, and here's why I feel I'm not getting there. Then I could make something that said, this is a dopaminergic product or solution that's going to increase their, their motivation and their reward, or this is something to, to beat up their brain fog. That's going to get their acetylcholine running really well. 
so that they get their cognitive performance enhanced. Or this is their, uh, you know, here's a here's a solution that's going to be primarily serotonergic. Basically, it's going to help the serotonin levels in their body so that they their mood is stabilized or they feel happier. Mm-hmm. And and in a little bit of dopamine, so they're going to have not only their mood is going to be enhanced, but they're going to have the drive and motivation to go accomplish something rewarding. Mm-hmm. Or here's somebody with high anxiety that's just stuck in their own shit because, excuse my language, but oh, no problem. As, a, as a result of the fact that they can't get it out of their own way because they've got anxiety, because they're afraid to move off of the mark, because they're afraid of making a mistake or, or something. And for those people, I would give them a GABA-heavy uh, component, right? A, a mixture that that raises the GABA levels, which are the anti-anxiety mm-hmm. level, you know, neurotransmitter in the brain. Mm-hmm. And and suddenly that combined with a little bit of maybe a, a noradrenaline thing, so they got a little bit, just a tiny bit of motivation combined with the ability to not see things from an anxiety trend, you know, perspective, but they saw mm-hmm. it more from a calm, cool, collected, I can do anything perspective. And that was the, the big thing was, holy shit, I'm not making something that is just fixing their brain. I'm making something or balancing their brain or helping improve their cognitive performance. I was making something that helped them eliminate the blocks to their goals and their ambition and their heart and their soul, what they really wanted to accomplish. And it became a state change mechanism, like okay. get to the state mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of prof- the state that you want to be in. I mean, you, you working with Bill and Holosync and, and you know exactly what I'm talking about when I say mm-hmm. state change. Yep. Yep. And I've studied NLP too. So, mm-hmm. right. Right. So if you studied a neuro linguistic program or you know anything about that, you know how, how important it is to be able to create an anchor and mm-hmm. to have that anchor signal and help to become the catalyst for the state that you want to accomplish. Well, I knew that if I could help people get to that state, and I had studied uh, NLP back in the early 90s as a way to help me curb my own inherent ADHD. Mm, mm -hmm. Um, So it was kind of like, holy crap, I can actually empower this state. I can build the neural pathways that help me get into that state with neurochemical precursors and this thing called neurogenesis, this building new neurons and building the pathways, the neural pathways, so that instead of having to work hard to get to a performance level or a desired state, they'll start building themselves so that eventually you just think about that state and you go there. Hmm. And that's okay. kind of what we accomplished with this Newtopia products and the and the different solutions that we created. Okay, a couple of questions, Mark. So mm-hmm. is are you... By doing this, are you getting at root cause or is this more the symptom? No, it's the, the idea was, and by the way, that's a great question, Janine. So when I, I didn't want to do one, I didn't want to do two things. I wouldn't, didn't want to what's called downregulate receptors, meaning I didn't want to cause the neuroreceptors in your body and brain. We've got them all over our body, all mm-hmm. over our brain. They found neurons in the heart in the spine in the gut right? In the legs, mm-hmm. in the quads, especially um, in our, in our, in our sexual reproductive organs. So we've got these cognitive pieces that are respond to different chemical impulses and signals all throughout our body, but a huge amount, obviously in our brain as well. Mm-hmm. What I didn't want to do was a thing that I saw in what are called SSRIs or selective serotonin 
reuptake inhibitors. Mm-hmm. Many people know them as antidepressants. Mm-hmm. Now, and I'm not I'm not dissing on antidepressants for people that they respond well to. God bless you. That's awesome. But what I found with with these those chemicals and and the ADHD meds, which I tried for a while, my my employees would call them the asshole drug because when I would take Adderall <laughs> and they would come into my office, I'd be such a jerk to them because wow. I'd bite their head off because if they if they were interrupting me from I, I called it my cycle right interrupting my cycle of doing some task is I would just rip a new one and. And they said, all right, dude, when you're off that, give me a call because otherwise I don't want to talk to you. So the problem with, with both of those, those are kind of, they're not necessarily opposing, but they're two extremes of the, the, the down regulation receptor area that we human beings deal with when we're dealing with the, um, with, with direct meds. And that is with an SSRI selective serotonin. So it's a certain kind of serotonin Mm -hmm. reuptake inhibitor, meaning that, that instead of, of allowing the serotonin to flow from one neuron through the neuron gap to another neuron Mm -hmm. and have that function, it surrounds the neurons with a calcium ion cloud. And it basically recirculates. It signals the brain to recirculate that serotonin back to the originating neuron and then back to the new neuron and back to the originating neuron. So it keeps, keeps it in a cycle. Right. So the problem with that is that it then signals the brain to say, Hey, I got all the serotonin I can use clearly because it's just recycling it. Mm -hmm. The challenge is, is when that calcium ion cloud dissipates and the drug wears off, you have this deficit because you've told the brain not to create any more serotonin. And so it's, it's constantly signaling and and you've got less and less serotonin as a, as a byproduct, what many people that are doing antidepressant medicines. And again, I'm not a doctor and I'm not, I'm not recommending, I'm just giving you an insight on this is Mm -hmm. when you, when you go to the doc as six weeks later, when you could do the follow-up appointment with your doctor or two weeks or four weeks, whatever it is. And you go, you know what? It felt really good. It took about a week to come on or two weeks to come on. And it felt really good for about two weeks. And then it started fading. The performance started fading and I started feeling depressed again or, or just unhealthy. Or I had these, you know, I had negative ideations is what they call them. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. And so the doc says, okay, yeah, no, no problem. It's that's very typical. What we're going to do is we're going to up your dose 50% (laughs) or a hundred percent. And this continues until Mm. the point where, where you, you know, you, you just don't feel good on it. My brother called me one day after doing Prozac for six months and he said, here's the deal, man. He goes, I don't feel good. I don't feel bad. I don't feel anything. Mm. He goes, I don't care if I live, I don't care if I die. I don't care about my kids. I don't care about my wife. I don't care about my house, my job. I don't care about, I don't give a crap about nothing. And it was that, that was a big wake up call for me. I was, Holy crap. What are these drugs doing to people? And then doing a deep dive, of course. Mm-hmm. And, and so in, in contrast, what we created and the goal was, what is a way to create solutions that positively affect neurotransmitter output, but don't signal the neurotransmitters to be to quit being created by okay. you know, trapping mm-hmm. them in this cycle or something like that. Right. So what we did is we said, how do you do that? And the way to do that is to do two things. One is create an amalgam or a, a, a bunch of stack is what it's called in kind of the parlance of the industry. Mm-hmm. Take a number of these neurotransmitter precursors and the, the elements that potentiate or increase the performance or bioavailability 
of these precursors so that you can create the right neurotransmitters in the right balance. It's kind of an orchestra of mm -hmm. different neurotransmitters. You don't want to just have dopamine or, or serotonin or GABA, right? Or, mm -hmm. or dopamine. You want to have a balance of those, not necessarily all equal. You want to have maybe a dominant one and then a couple of subdominant and one that's way behind those. Um, but you want to have an orchestra of those. It's a band and you want to have enough cowbell of, of one that you've got, <laughs> you've got, you've got, don't fear the reaper going on. Right. As for a right. rock star. Um, but you, but you don't want to lose the guitar, the bass and the drums in that mix. And you certainly don't want to lose the vocals. So you want to create precursors or you want to take these precursors, typically naturally derived amino acid, you know, chelates and amino acid components or metabolites of amino acids. And you want, then you want to create a, or you want to, you want to introduce a signaling molecule that says, Hey, you've got a bunch of this raw product. Um, why don't you use it to create more of these neurotransmitters? And what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to have enough precursor that you couldn't run out even in a worst case scenario in a, in a fight or flight scenario or, mm -hmm. or something similar. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to give you enough precursors to do that. And we're going to do the signaling. That's going to say, Hey, you've got enough precursors to dopamine. Do you want to have some dopamine? Um, you could use some motivation or you could use some reward or you can use some happiness and, and then signal the brain to be able to go, Hey, I've got a bunch of precursors. Let's go do this, but never run out and never create a dependency situation. Again, I came from an environment where, where with my wife, the dependency was so strong that when she didn't have the drug or whether she did have the drug, she had no response anymore. She mm -hmm. couldn't kill the pain mm -hmm. that haunted her. Aww. And as a result, she just said, screw it. I'm out of here. I'm checking out. And so we wanted to, to kind of fight that mm -hmm. by going, let's just give people the, the stuff that they're not getting through their diet, through exercise, through meditation, through prayer, whatever happens to be their gig and let's make sure that they've got those things. And then let's optimize those things to have certain results. Like if you want more focus, we kind of know what neurochemical balance that needs to be. Let's give you that. Let's give you the precursors to that. And let's give you the signaling molecules to that. And let's get you to that state. And then let's help you to build that neural pathway so that that state becomes easier and easier and easier to achieve every time you do this till That's eventually what I was going to ask. Okay. Yep. yep. Whether you have to stay on this or are you, are you building the muscle? <clears throat> yes. Yep. And that's really key, right? Because, mm -hmm. because ultimately you don't want to rely on anything. We don't want you to rely on this stuff forever. We want you to get, we want you to, to fix the stuff. And, and then we also want to be able to have a tool that you have in your toolkit. You go, you know what? I'm just feeling like crap today. I mm -hmm. really need to get some stuff done. I'm going to take this. It's going to get me there. And I know in the end it's not going to damage me, mm -hmm. right? Do no harm yes. is you know is the physician's uh, motto or creed. Did you read? Sorry, but I this no, uh, this totally please. blew me away. I on Telegram, I think I read it yesterday that the new crop of people graduating from medical school, the Hippocratic Oath does not include do no harm anymore. Oh my God, you're now you're serious. I, hopefully, I'm yes, I'm serious. Hopefully. This isn't true, but that's what I read, that they, they're they taking do no harm out. I couldn't effing believe it. That just uh, blows my mind, and it's so sad because that is the, uh, I mean, the essence of quote-unquote medicine should be do no harm first mm -hmm. and second heal, mm -hmm. right? Right, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I a question I have uh, that yeah. I think is important. Why do we need these now? It, do you, do you? 
have a sense of like all the chemicals that we're exposed to and all the, the, you know, the, the toxins in, in the food and the water and spraying the chemtrails and, and the stressful life. And I mean, why, why are we needing these now more than ever? I am assuming that's a true statement, but it, it is absolutely a true statement. Yeah. The problem is, is that we're, we're and now I'm uh, you and I both uh, you at one point in your youth uh, resided in the Midwest yep. um, and, uh, and I living right now and in, in my laboratory here in, um, in Burlington, Iowa, I've got this 24,000 square foot laboratory. The local stores here are called Hy-Vee. That's the kind of the grocery store of choice, okay. like a Fred Meyers or, mm-hmm. or Kroger's. Mm-hmm. Yep. And when you walk down the the aisles, here's a, here's a couple things. One is um, I'm not used to the Midwest. I'm a West Coast boy. And okay. uh, so mm-hmm. is my sweetheart, Chastity. And when we walk down the aisle, you have these folks, a lot of farm folks as well, but not necessarily. And they're leaning on their their shopping cart as though it's a walker. Yeah. Like literally they're kind of art, mm-hmm. heart, you know, they're, and they're, they're slowly gliding down the processed food aisles um, <laughs> yep. that at the edge of it, it. If you think about the way that grocery stores are assembled at the edges of the grocery store are the, the kind of the, the closest thing to natural food. Right. So your right. Your organic foods, your natural foods, your, your uh, meat counter, Mm-hmm. right? Your fish, all the rest of that. Those are on that. And, and your, you know, your dairy products and rest and vegetables and organic foods, they're going to be in the edges and then everything else is in the middle. These people are living in the middle. They're living in packaged food land. Um, they're doing that. And the, the amount of organic food, which if you really dig deep into it, um, you do it, do a deep dive. And um, Zach Bush would acknowledge this. I love him. Is <laughs> He's the best man is, um, is that these, the the amount of organic food available in my store would take up less room than my my office I'm speaking to you in right now, mm. and that's a a kind of a testament to what's going on. So we are inundated with toxicity. Our lives are filled with toxicity. For people that commute into work or that are in multiple Zoom calls a day <laughs> and are feeling the stress and the anxiety that comes with that stress and the cortisol peaks and all the other factors and the fact that. Um, you're, you know, you were living in the North Northwest. Now we can't get out as much as we, we should maybe. Oh yeah. Or we, or we want to. Right. And, and then the other is, so we've got toxic food. We've got, um, toxic politics. We've got, we've got <laughs> toxic television. We've got toxic radio. We've got, you know, um, yeah. and, and as a result of that, we are building up um, a we're, we're building a toxic physiology and we need to have an indomitable physiology and neurology in order to make it to the next generation. Mm-hmm. And so we consider it, um, we, we have a, I, I have these shirts that say mind, body, energy, sex, and sleep, because those are the areas we like to specialize, right? And that's kind of the order it goes in when it was so funny. When I came up with that, I was living in Blaine, Washington mm-hmm. and right at the end of my driveway was a little school for Mormon kids. Uh-huh. And, and so, so when I was trying, when I was coming up with this motto, I was putting them on these big sheets on the window outside my house and, and, you know, and, and talking to people about it. And, and it was funny when I changed it from, it used to be mind, body, energy, sex, and sleep or sleep and sex. And when it said that all of the little kids were giggling and they thought it was just so silly. And it, but when I did mind, body, energy, sex, and sleep, everybody got it. The kids didn't notice. Cause of course the last word they didn't, <laughs> you know, they looked like that, but kind of funny, but but it's true. 
if we can get our mind, here's, here's what I found when I was dealing, I would go to a, to a rehab place um, about every six weeks in Astoria, Oregon. And I would work with the mm-hmm. incoming uh, patients and uh, many of them pulled off of um, the paddy wagon. They were pulled in that night from drunk tanks and, and from, mm. you know, drug re- you know, all kinds of play from the street, uh, a lot of them. And I would say, why is it that you haven't come here sooner? And they would say, well, a couple things. And by the way, some, many of these were executive level people, mm. um, some CEOs, and some of them were homeless people. So okay. it wasn't just one class of person, <laughs> Wide that, range. It, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Addiction, uh, you know, is agnostic. It doesn't care where mm-hmm. you're coming from. Right. So, so when I did that, I said, what, what's the problem? And he said, here's the deal, Mark. Um, they said, one is it's embarrassing mm-hmm. Two, it's, it's costly, especially if they don't have insurance or for under third or four bout and the insurance company saying, screw you. Um, mm-hmm. Three, they're going to be, um, it, it beats a crap out of them. It's a six to 12 week. If they've got a job, there's a high possibility they're going to lose their job in the six to 12 or, or 72 weeks, whatever happens to be the time period that they're going to be in rehab. And when they get out, they're going to be addicted to two to four meds that they've been on in the, this whole quagmire of meds that they're given. They're given the list they gave me was 27 different meds oh, that they give full-fledged patients. Yeah. All the way through. And they said, here's the deal, man. You go. So if I forget my Walgreens prescription, I'm just going to make a speed dial to my dealer and get Coke or speed or meth or whatever happened to be before I went into the rehab. And suddenly I'm back and and I'm, Mm. you know, back. And the other is when you go off drugs, especially hyperstimulatory drugs, um, your adrenals are burned out. You feel like crap. Mm. You've got no energy. So what I you know, they're kind of like, I'm going, okay, I need to build solutions for these people. Um, I don't ever want to see something happen to them. Like what happened to me with my wife. How do I do this? And I said, okay, cool. All right, here's the deal. If I could quickly, like eight hours to, you know, to a week, get you off of your drugs and get your brain back together. If I could do it inexpensively so that you could start making better decisions, because ultimately what happens is you start making shitty decisions. Excuse my language again, but you start making these crappy decisions because your brain is wired to just want the next fix. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. So mm-hmm. if you could start making better decisions, then the next part of it was most of these people said, cool, well, I can make these great decisions, but I'm a couch potato because my adrenals are burned out. My thyroid sucks. Mm-hmm. I, right, I got no energy to execute. I said, great. If I could improve your ATP or basically the natural mitochondrial energy that your body creates when you're having the right ingredients, the right precursors to ATP coming into your body, which mm-hmm. can be amino acids, it can be great food, it can be exercise, it can be breathing well, it can mm-hmm. be a meditation practice, whatever. These are all factors that affect your mitochondria, which are the power plants of the cell. If I could help you improve your mitochondrial output, a thing called ATP or adenosine triphosphate mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that you can have the energy to execute on these things. Now you've got, you've got your, your clarity, you're making good decisions. You're executing on those decisions because you have the energy to execute. The end result of that is a little bit of success or a lot of success. And if you can, that success creates a dopamine loop and that dopamine loop is motivation and reward. And that, get you in a cycle of success and success breeds success. And if you just stay on that, eventually 
you put yourself in a whole new class of performance. And that was kind of my, my goal with these things. Mm-hmm. And, and we were able to, the first product I made, um, I was so effective that the, the beta testers, I had a little over a thousand beta testers okay, and, um, and they said, dude, this stuff acts like the thing in that movie with Bradley Cooper, that limitless drug. Mm-hmm. And so, so it's called NZT 48. And so I called a good friend of mine who I'd been business partners with and said, Hey, Wyatt, what should I call this? And he went to the U S PTO U S patent trademark office. And he said, Hey, they haven't, they haven't trademarked this name. You can call it NZT if you want. So I did. And it took off and, and we started changing lives and, and it was very hard because at the time they were all handmade. They still are handmade, Mm, but we now have a robotics expert here that's helping to help automate some of this because they're all custom made to match your physiology and neurology. So that's wow. kind of the story of, of you know, why and how this stuff. And, and again, our goal was not to create a bunch of addicts on our, our supplements. It was to help people go from sick to superhuman and be able to have that experience when they need it as often as they need it with or without these performance enhancing nutrients or supplements. Got it. Wow. So that's a book, isn't it? Do I have, I think I have that book. Sick to superhuman? Yeah. 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 That came with my my magnesium. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, it was it was a big deal when when I when I wrote, you know, I started writing the components of that. And Matt, Matt Gallant, my my business partner and the CEO of this company, and Wade Lightheart, our Mm -hmm. president and his Mm -hmm. partner in crime in this, they're the ones that compose that book. But I had I had started writing the basis for sick to superhuman many years prior which was, I, I realized that all of us, if we're really honest with ourselves, we have, there's, there's something that we're not that, you know, something that we physiologically or neurologically suck at. Some people are super coordinated or not coordinated. Some people have really fast thinking. Some people need a much more deliberate thinking process. Mm-hmm. Some mm-hmm. people have an inherent, like I currently have a disc that makes my legs numb. So I have a, I can't run very well on flat surfaces. I have to run uphills. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've learned to sprint up hills now. Okay. Um, and so, so we all have these things. And if we can, when we acknowledge that we can go, okay, cool. Or I'm, I don't, or I don't have patience with my loved ones or, I don't have good focus or mm-hmm. I'm not very happy, inherently happy, mm-hmm. or I don't have follow through mm-hmm. or, you know, it's, it's these things. And so once you kind of take an inventory of what are the things that I suck at, um, you can call those your sickness or you can put those in the sick category okay. and then you go, how do I move from sick to suboptimal, which is like the next phase of that. Okay. And then how do I go from suboptimal to optimal and optimal is like how you operate on a day-to-day basis when everything is pretty good, you woke up. Okay. You got some decent sleep. You ate your, you know, you ate the right foods in the morning. You, you know, you feel kind of okay. And you, and you get to work or whatever happens to be the, the thing that you do and you feel good about it. And you're, you're enjoying that process and you come home and you're loving with your, with your significant other um, and, or the people around you. And that's kind of optimal, but there are two states above that, that are really interesting and powerful for people to accomplish. And that's kind of my goal in life is to help people have that experience so they can go, holy shit. Oh, you mean that is how, that's how great I can be. That's Mm. how, that's how much of a contribution I can make that I don't have to, it's like having another gear or two in your gearbox and you can shift into that gear when you need it. Mm -hmm. And when you know how to go there, you no longer conserve. And believe me, I've been here before. When I was hypothyroid 
instead of doing following through on all this stuff that I, I should have been able to follow through on, I would back off a gear because I go, gosh, I don't know if I have enough energy to accomplish that. I don't know if I have enough clarity to finish that. Right. So you back off yep, and then yep. you back off two or three days in a row and then it's a week and then it's a month. And there's a guy named Steve Pressfield that wrote a book called, um, what did he, what did he write? The War of Art. And, mm-hmm. and he's a, he's a writer, he's a famous writer and he, and he talks about how writers need to get out of their own way. They need to beat the resistance. And this is kind of the resistance is when we don't understand how to get to those, those, you know, super optimal and superhuman gears is we end up holding ourselves back from the greatness that we're, that we have the opportunity to contribute to the world. And when we do that, we, we, our self-esteem is damaged because we're not fulfilling the goal of our lives, of our heart, of our soul. And we're, we're also, kind of in that cycle of going, gosh, dang it, I'm not fulfilling my goals. So I'm less of a person. So I suck. So I need to go get a, a really good whiskey. And, <laughs> right? and it's just a, it's a downward spiral that, that sucks. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway, we try to, we try to, to beat the hell out of that, that voice in your head and that, that lifestyle and, and get you to a point where you can go, damn it, I've got that other gear. Let's go play. Okay, Mark. So if somebody feels inspired that they want to find out more about this and how maybe you can help them. What, what do they do? Well, I think what they do is, <laughs> um, <laughs> where do they go? What do they they do? go to newtopia.com slash Janine. Okay. And if they go there, I mean, and, and this is not, I'm not, I'm not an infomercial guy, but, <laughs> but I think it's, I, here's the deal. I am so convinced that this can make a profound change or, or improvement in your life. And my, my calling, my spiritual calling in life is to make a monumental contribution to every life I touch. And I'm so fortunate to have people like you and my business partners and my, my hundreds of thousands of customers now, and all of the support group I've got that I get a, a a channel or a, a, you know, this thing that I get to use to help do that. So Go to newtopia.com, N-O-O-T-O-P-I-A.com, newtopia.com slash Janine, and put in a code Janine10. Go try some of our products. We got a 365-day, you know, no faults, full uh, refund return policy. There's no no holds barred. So there's no, you know, there's no reason that you can't try it. And try it and get the customization. Take the neurochemical test that's at the top of our website Mm -hmm. and fill out the intake form with as much detail as you have, as you know about yourself so that we can customize your formula for you and give us an opportunity to serve you and see if we can't help you go from sick to superhuman or from optimal to superhuman, whatever happens to be, it's worth it. for, For me, it's been a profound change. I live and breathe these products I don't, this has been a, at, at this point, it's now a, um, 16 year journey for me. Okay. So this is not, this ain't new. Wow. And, um, and it's really been, it's really made a, 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 a major contribution in my life because instead of being like owned by the ADHD that I would be inherently a, a victim to, so to speak, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, I'm able to actually drive through and, and follow through on products and projects and actually increase my contribution to the world, which is kind of like really fulfilling, right? Wow. Yes. And, and by the way, everyone, I didn't, 
didn't know there was a slash Janine or any offer thing in there. <laughs> That's a surprise to me. Um, okay. So, wow. I have to say I'm impressed. I'm inspired. I had no idea. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I really, <laughs> because I mean, it's, it's funny just because we, this is maybe our fourth try. I think at having this recording. Yeah, and yeah, so, exactly. So I was just kind of like, Oh, whatever, you know? And, um, and like I said, you know, I, I was sent kind of a generic box of products and some of them I, I did feel clear, but then I felt I didn't feel that great after. And I thought, oh, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. And but now I'm I'm really grokking the whole thing now. And and I'm excited. I got to tell you how much I love it when somebody says grok only because <laughs> it's a small group of us old sci-fi geeks that they get that. Um, so, Janine, there's a there's a couple things I'm going to send you. Um just because I want a couple things. I think that you're incredible. And again, oh. you're the high priestess of, uh, <laughs> of some of the, the, some of the most major cognitive technologies that ever graced the earth. But, um, we have a product called Collagenius, which is our, um, our mushroom drink, which I think you'll really love. This was actually co-developed and actually primarily developed by my sweetheart, Chastity, who mm -hmm. was watching me shove, highly dense extracts of lion's mane, mm -hmm. red reishi, um, and, and other mushroom extracts into capsules. She smelled it and said, these smell cocoa and chocolatey. She's a five-star chef. Oh, lucky you. Oh, okay. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> she started dangerous, dangerous. Uh, <laughs> she started blending them and we made this incredible, um, collagen, mushroom drink that every 18 grams, which is one dose of it, which tastes wonderfully chocolatey naturally from the mushroom extracts, uh -huh. it makes, it gives you one and a half pounds of pure mushroom extract oh, wow. to be able to force through your system and dramatically influence your system. It's, it's so powerful. And most of our clients who have been on our Newtopia products have used Genius basically create a baseline an operating system for their brain and then they use select newtopia products to get that performance level that they want that day it's Got really it. neat so they use them in combination and then i'm also going to send you our sleep breakthrough which is our new sleeping powder it's fantastic tastes yummy and then i'm going to send you dream optimizer which is our sublingual spray which is our sleep onset which basically gets you into sleep state quickly and increases your rem act so your dreams are increased as well as the quality of your sleep and some of the repair and memory consolidation that happens during REM and Delta sleep. So, wow. All right. So, um, cause we're getting long here and I know, you know, yeah. people have, have <laughs> whatever their attention spans are. That's why most, most things I listen at 1.25 or 1.5, cause there, there's just so much information out there now. And I, you know, I've got to take in all that's going on. So I, I listen to most things fast. All right, so it's nootropia.com slash Janine, and the code is Janine10. I assume is that for 10% off? It is 10% off, and yeah. <clears throat> Aren't I smart? Yep. All right. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I figured that out. <laughs> That's awesome. Perfect. Okay, well, Mark, this has really been a delight. I love it when my guests are a surprise and, and this has been just very delightful for me. I hope for the listeners, I hope you've enjoyed this as much as I have. And uh, thank you so much, Mark. Thank you so much, Janine. Can't wait to see you next, next time. Yes. 
Okay, great. Okay, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening. Like I said, I really hope you enjoyed this. And wow, thank you so much, Mark Effinger, for your tireless efforts to find ways to improve our health and and help us all to feel better. Remember, the podcast website is realjanine.com, where you can listen to and download episodes. You can also listen to slideshow videos on BitChute and Rumble. And please remember to subscribe while you're there. Do you know someone who would find my conversation with Mark Effinger inspiring and uplifting? I have a feeling you probably do. So please, please share the love. We'll all appreciate it. Until next time, take care and be well. Be well.